This is Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalso, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalso. We are currently in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16, and when we left the sermon last time, Pastor was reviewing God's instructions to the prophet Samuel to go to Jesse's house in Bethlehem and to bring the anointing oil, for God had seen one of Jesse's sons as Israel's new king. Samuel is concerned that Saul will kill him if he hears of him anointing his replacement. Here now is Pastor Greg. And God really doesn't answer Samuel's fears here, does he? He says, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And then he says, then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I named to you. He doesn't really answer the fears. He gives him this official business to go on in Bethlehem and to do it and to listen to him, and he said, I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. And he must obey, just as Saul should have obeyed. And you notice the wonderful gift of God here to the prophets. You know, the office of the prophet is one of the important parts of the study of authority. God is speaking clearly to Samuel. He's giving him a name, a clear name. Go to Jesse in Bethlehem. And then he's telling him, I will show you which of his sons. Clear revelation that will come from the Lord God directly to this prophet as to which of the sons of Jesse will be king. So Samuel, unlike Saul, is obedient. And verse 4, so Samuel did what the Lord said, and he went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. So now they have fear. They hear Samuel's coming. We see Samuel, the old man, shaken and afraid of Saul. From their perspective, they hear, oh no, the prophet, the judge, Samuel's coming. Maybe he's coming to judge us and to proclaim the word of the Lord against us. Makes you wonder what they were doing in Bethlehem, that they were so afraid of Samuel coming to their town. And you see here, he puts their mind at ease, and then he tells them about the sacrifice. And you notice all the elements again, as we saw with Aaron and his sons for the consecration. He says, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated, sanctified, consecrate. He consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So you have the oil for anointing. You have the sacrifice, and you have the sanctification or consecration, just as when we spoke about the Levitical priesthood. That word sanctification, consecration, the Hebrew kodash, it's from a primitive root to mean to clean, uh, to make clean, to shine. And so by derivation, it comes to mean consecrated, dedicated, kept for a holy purpose, prepared sanctified, purified, set aside for holiness, for the worship 
of God. And in those days, they would sanctify themselves by ceremonially washing and by purification before coming to the sacrifice. So now Samuel has singled out Jesse's family and set them apart. He's invited the people, invited the elders, and he specifically consecrates Jesse and his sons and invites them. He probably tells Jesse to get his sons ready to have them ceremonially wash themselves and purify themselves to prepare for the selection. And as we said, Jesse has eight sons in all and two daughters. And we read how, verse 6, so it was when they came that he looked at Eliab, that's one of the sons of Jesse, and said, Surely the Lord's, Yahweh's anointed is before him. This is Samuel now. All that wisdom from God. Anointed prophet of God, and he sees Eliab, something in the bearing of Eliab. Maybe he was like Saul, maybe he was tall. Something about his presence. That when Samuel sees him, he says, Surely the Lord's anointed before him. This must be the one. He's so convinced by the appearance of Eliab. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look, verse 7 is a very important scripture to our study on heavenly authority. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him, I've rejected him. You're seeing the outside, Samuel, God says to him, I see the inside. And so he's not qualified as far as I'm concerned. God is really looking now for a king after his own heart, not just one that the people can accept, but one that's truly beloved of him. Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Remember we read before, he says, I have provided myself a king among his sons. Literally, I have seen a king among his sons. He says here, for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God sees through to the heart. God's choice is not based the way human beings make choices on outward appearance, outward power, outward presence, charisma, charm, appeal. God chooses differently than we choose because he sees differently than we see. There's only so much we can see. But remember that scripture, and I've, I've quoted over and over these past few weeks, so important in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God sees everything. Nothing is hidden. Everything is open. And the word of God divides it, 
discerns it, goes right into our hearts, understands our thoughts and intents. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He can see what we can't see. And so he makes his choice different than our choices, and his choices are correct because he sees everything. Nothing is hidden. Everything is laid bare. His thoughts, his ways are not our ways, it says in Isaiah. Luke, uh, in Luke chapter 16 and verse 14, Jesus confronts the Pharisees again. And he says in verse 15 to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. You can look good before men, and they saw themselves in powerful positions, but God could see right through to their hearts. And Jesus went on to say, For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God how God sees. What we highly esteem can be an abomination in God's sight. In John chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus said, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. The apostle Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, he says that a person should not be adorned outwardly, rather to let it be the hidden person of the heart, the hidden person of the heart, the spirit, the inner person, that's what God sees. That's how God judges. And everything else is an abomination to him. Jesus himself was rejected by men, rejected by his own people, rejected by the religious leaders, but chosen by God and precious. And in Revelation chapter 2, verse 23, we're told that he is the one who searches the minds and the hearts of his people. The divine perspective versus the human perspective. And even someone like Samuel can miss, can miss the choosing of God, can miss God's choice, can be blinded to God's way. But he hears, he listens to God, and he's corrected by God, and God tells him, not this one, I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Verse 8 of 1 Samuel, So Jesse called Abinadab, another son of Jesse, and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Verse 9, Then Jesse made Shammah, Another son passed by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Notice something here. You know, each one's coming before. That one's not selected. This one, Jesse's household is selected, but then this son is not selected. This son is not selected. This son is not selected. What does it sound like? Should give us a flashback to the Urim and the Thummim, right? how it would select and show, choose the tribe, choose the clan, choose the individual. Notice now how the prophet is standing in the place of the Urim and the Thummim. Samuel there, listening to the voice of God as a prophet, becomes almost like those two crystals in the breastplate of the high priest's ephod. And he's receiving the selection of the Lord through prophecy, which before was given through Urim 
and Thuman. Then we read in verse 10, Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? None of them are chosen. One of Jesse's sons is chosen, but none of these seven. Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We hope you have enjoyed today's study and will be listening as Pastor Greg continues this fascinating and important series. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. That address again is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Sunday service for Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle is held in Madison, Connecticut at the Madison Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. If you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we welcome you to join us for worship, prayer, the Lord's Supper, and study in God's Holy Word. May the Lord keep you safe in His blessed hands as with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you serve Him.